wake of a long and terrible war, our story awakens. With a future that is challenged by evil forces and tempered by powerful magic, a world struggles to find its destiny. A destiny which you now find yourself a part of, as the prophecy has foretold. These are the savage tales of Eberron. Now, settle in and prepare yourself for the thrilling adventures of our brave crew as they seek to make their own fate on this week's episode of Mourners of Lazar. Hello, I'm Ernesto, and I will be playing Truco. I'm Kevin, and I'll be playing Russ. And I'm Dorlin, and I'll be playing uh, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ellie, and I'll be playing Dana. And I'm your Dungeon Master, Philip, and uh, welcome to Savage Tales of Ebron, uh, the Mourners of Lazar campaign. Um, so for our, uh, for our background question tonight, where did you grow up? What's your relationship to that place? And what is your relationship with your family like? Go ahead, Truco. That's uh, an interesting question, I have to say. Um, well, um, Truco particularly grew up in Metrol, the city, big city, the uh, rising city of uh, Sire. And um, uh, his relationship to the city itself, uh, it's a bit of a... Uh, miss bag or uh, let's say um a bit of a conundrum there because it gave him the opportunity to uh get skilled at uh what he's now good at what which is escaping and making the most uh of uh of opportunities to steal and to gain through um trickery uh so there is that just growing up there uh and having to survive in a situation where he had uh, basically no parents he no brothers or sisters um he he doesn't know uh, about them um he, pro he he has the notion that they probably were uh shifters scouts shifters uh, working for sire uh that uh, probably died during the war um but he doesn't have any more idea more idea besides that and um yeah uh just growing up as a street child on metro and having uh love and hate for the city uh russ uh rusco also grew up in metro uh he was actually born in a small neighborhood called north point uh, which is uh, for uh, civil servants, uh, people who've been gifted land by the queen uh, in response to uh, service or um, uh, gifts from the crown and things like that. Uh, but when he was very, very, very little, uh, his father died and his mother uh, sold those holdings and they moved to uh, South Shore. Uh, where he grew up uh, just underneath uh, the street level. Um, so in the top level, sort of apartments and, and tenements, but underneath the surface. Um, and uh, Russ has very bittersweet memories of, uh, of Metro and of South Shore. Uh, he wasn't uh, exactly having the most idyllic of, of childhoods, um, but he knows that uh, his, his mother uh, tried, uh, but it was, it was tough growing up uh, in uh, the, the middle uh, lower classes without a, a father figure to guide him along. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's, 
That's about it. His father passed when he was very little, so there's no real relationship to have there. Torland? Well, I was born in a small fishing hamlet north of the Thornwood along what was then at the time part of Breland. Uh, now in modern days, after the end of the last war, it's and long since the start, really. Uh, it was just the first few years that Thrain massed a, uh, a forward surge to capture some of the land in northern Breland. And, uh, well, Thalanthorpe, being along the border, uh, felt of some of the hostilities. So, uh, before that happened, though, I had been al alive for a very long time, uh, at least compared to some of our other uh, members of the gang here. And, well, I was born as a part of the Coldadrin family. It's a, a dwarf clan that was a tenant family of the Kolkaruns. They and the Moorholds are well known for their, their trades in seafaring businesses and the shipping industry. And uh, it was that in particular that, that uh, well, my father uh, took part in. And that was to be my lot in life was to take a small sloop and, and earn my living there and eventually captain uh, and steer a fishing vessel. Um, well, it turned out that uh, around the time that that was to come to pass and I was uh, making my way uh, along the Scion Sea, uh, that hostilities started to break out. And well, because of the patriotic fervor along the border, I got involved quickly in the, uh, in the war. Um, I was caught up a bit. The emotions were high, uh, and it was around that time that I met my wife. Uh, now, at this point, that relationship is a little bit uh, estranged, uh, and I think that that is all that I want to talk about that for now. Nice. Uh, Dana? Dana grew up in a small village in northern Seer. Um, it, was, it was one of those villages where it doesn't have any sort of industry or particular trade of its own. It's just a place for people to live where everyone takes care of their neighbors in one way or another. You had the neighbor who had cows and you had the neighbor who was skilled at tailoring and, and making and repairing clothing. And um, Dana was born on a, on a small farm in that village. Um, she never knew her mother. Her mother died in childbirth, and her father Joran raised her uh, on the farm, work you know, working the fields. Um, he was a very big proponent of having a quiet life. You know, it was out there in, in the middle of nowhere. It was a place the war hadn't really touched, and a place where the people who lived there really didn't intend to uh, to go out and poke at it on purpose, as it were. Um, but when she was 16, um, her father died suddenly while out working in the fields. And, uh, well, it wasn't that she didn't enjoy life in Pine Watch, but more that She'd grown up hearing her godfather Torlin's stories about all these interesting places he'd been, all these wonderful adventures he'd had, all these, you know, epic tales of bravery and combat because, you know, he, since she was quite young, he tended to gloss over the more disagreeable parts of, of those kinds of stories. 
And so she decided that, you know, she, uh, with no more reason to stay in Pine Watch, it was time to go. And she made her way to Metro, joined up with a Denneth Mercenary Company. And uh, the rest is history. Of course, Pine Watch is gone, part of the Moorland now. Um, so there would be, you know, no going back, even if she, even if she felt a call to. Um, and as for family, you know, they didn't live to see the morning or, or to die in the morning, as it were. But she still has Torlin, and uh, you know, he is her family now. So when, wherever they're together on, on these ships or, you know, having come over from New Seer, wherever they are, that's where home is now. Nice. Um, uh, Russ, you want to recap last session for us? I'd love to. Uh, last session, uh, it was day one of our forced service on the Storm Reaver, the flagship of the Cloud Reavers, captained by Prince Mika Rockface herself. Uh, we've been given our tasks. Uh, Truco was assigned uh, to rigging after a truly fantastic showing. Dana was assigned to Cornick Cragshard, aka Fish Guts, as the cook's mate. They chatted. He called the Storm Reaver poison, especially Mr. Legras, first mate. Seems they have some history. Truco found some spare time, managed to locate the quartermaster's storage slash office, while Mr. Scourge went off to yell at Torlin. And it's a good ch- it's a good chance our stuff is there. Uh, as for Torlin, he learned from Mr. Scourge quite directly that he doesn't like mainland dwarves much. And then uh, Russ got tasked with running messages. Uh, between a couple of such runs, he got caught up by a red-haired lady named Sindara Quinn, fisherman's daughter. Says she got press ganged a week earlier in Elysium, and she gave Russ uh, his wand full. Uh, said she lied about him being a worshipper of the Devourer, and that it brings some vague but certainly terrible misfortune if he wasn't to have his magic relics or something like that. And then it comes time for Bloody Hour, and we're brought up to the main deck. Uh, Prince Rockface is on the quarter deck. A dwarf named Jake's Magpie was dragged up from below in chains and sentenced to keel hauling for stealing from the quartermaster. Dana tried to be a hero and get them to pull Jake's up while Russ sent his lunch over the side. But she immediately gets sentenced to three lashes from the Catanine for her troubles, and Jake still makes his way to Delur. Then it's Truco's turn. Uh, for speaking to the captain after being told not to, he gets three lashes with just the ordinary whip. Russ spots a cage hanging off the poop deck. Inside, there's a body left there to rot, and a parrot on top saying, Give him the lash! Give him the lash! After Bloody Hour, we're brought down to the galley and forced to drink grog on pain of more lashings. Dana wanted us to cover for her as she tried to steal some of the alcohol away to clean her wounds, but here's Sendara again to patch up her hurt. And the rest of the evening is spent uh, talking and scheming for the rest while Russ calls it in early and heads to sleep. That about covers it all, I think. Somebody That's else a great recap, uh, how to say. <laughs> <clears throat> So, um, morning time comes, uh, the next morning, I guess vaguely think it's probably, uh, 19th of Zerentir, uh, your second day on the Storm Reaver now. Um, and you guys are waking up and putting your, uh, hammocks in your lockers to clear up the weapons deck as everybody else is kind of moving, uh, moving a bit quicker than you being more used to this. Most of them are kind of up on the deck, uh, probably. Pull everybody over to the map. This may take a few moments to load. Um, right. Just just to mention, I think Truco probably snores quite loudly. 
So whoever is near him will probably uh, does he does he snore sleep. loudly or is it more like a kind of like a, a no, purr snore? He, probably more of a purr. Yeah, but it's somewhat it's it's a combination of both. It's like it's a combination of snoring and purring. I would say. Hey, shut um, up! But to this fellow in the uh, in the hold kitchen rats. <laughs> oh, come off it, Torlin. He's better than you in that regard. Exactly my point. Is everybody getting into the map fine? Still gray screening for me, but I might try reloading in a second. I have a map with uh, a lot of uh, not visible spaces. The lighting's kind of funky, like can't see the ocean. That's all blacked out. Also, the game's paused. Right. So if you zoom out, I, I forgot to load up the ping module, um, mm-hmm. so I can't pull you guys over to the proper space on the map quite. So if you zoom out, it's uh, the middle map to the right-hand side where the cannon is. You guys, you should be able to see your token. Tokens down that way. I'm going to reload the page. It's going to take me a second. Okay. Yeah, that's all the the game is being paused. It just keeps you from moving your token. But if you found him. Mm -hmm. um, I found my token. Yeah. Okay. So um, other thing of quick note. If you look down in your player screen tab that's down at the bottom, I did add a new tab that says pirates on it. The first one, I loaded up the page there for ship actions. Also, a page I created for pirate lingo, which may be particularly helpful to you, Ernesto. Yes, um, thank you. Use English terms for, you know, aft and amidships and what the poop deck is and all that kind of stuff, crow's nest. Um, there's also a page that I'm beginning to put together of curses and idioms and slang terms and insults. If y'all got anything you want to add to that, I'm <laughs> more than happy to add to it. This is not comprehensive by any means. Mm. Uh, so, uh, as you are walking up towards the front give me one moment here um suddenly a, a group of a group of the pirates just kind of like saunter down kind of like blocking the stairway up to the main deck um you know some seconds after the bell tolls that is summoning the crew on deck uh there's four women or four men and a woman who block your path uh there's an orc with a nasty scar over his left eye a uh, dark-skinned human that seems to have his his face can't seem to create any other expression except the scowl. Uh, a female dwarf that seems already already this early in the morning, kind of slick with her own sweat, and uh, a yellowed orc with yellow tinted eyes, and a stocky dwarf that has an incredibly large and ugly nose. Um, the one of the orcs kind of like saunters up to you, Truco, as you were kind of like the first one heading up towards the stairs, and he just kind of like sticks his finger in your chest and goes, "In a hurry." Uh, good morning to, to you, sir. I'm I'm just trying to stretch my legs here. Uh, going out. Is, is that a problem? Yeah, you're the problem. Oh, all uh, you four, you just you stink of filth, and you. And he's he's pointing at you, Trucon. Goes, you snore. I mean, uh, the, the smell thing. I I can't say that I haven't been mentioned that to me yeah before, but. Uh, the, the snoring, well, uh, you will have to accustom to it, my fellow. And I just pat his shoulder and get a, like, smirky smile to him. I'll take the credit for that. I just came from the head. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to give everybody Benny's for uh, the backstory. I'll give it to Orlin, uh, Benny for that. It dwarf has a point. Um, he just look, kind of looks down his shoulder where you pat him and he goes, Who said you can touch me, you 
filthy cat. I mean, Juju stud me first. I guess that gives me the permission. Nobody gives you permission. And he like cocks his fist back and takes a swing at you. I'm preparing to uh, evade it. All right. Uh, uh, how would you consider this? Uh, fighting? Athletics? Yeah, we'll, uh, we will draw action cards just to see. Um, right. Oh, yeah, you've got quick, don't you, Truco? <laughs> well, first you got Literally, three of hearts, a quick and then edge. a four of hearts, and now you got a queen yeah. of diamonds. Okay, okay. Um, totally. Do I have my my turn first, first, or? Um, hang on a second. Okay. Um, no, actually, he he beats you out. Really? You got Fuck. a queen. Of, okay. You got a queen of diamonds. <laughs> he got a queen of spades. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. So he is, uh, yeah, he's just taking a swing at you. And let's, he's going to be wild attacking. And I think that misses you. What's your parry? Uh, he rolls parry a four. Is, uh, really low, but oh, check. It's a uh, six. Six. That, so, uh, yeah, so he rolls a four and misses you. You just duck underneath it. Quickly, yeah, I quickly rotating that my torso, just anticipating the blow. Um, mm -hmm. That's all he's doing, and it is your turn. Okay, so uh, my instinct calls for me to grab uh, a bag of sand that I usually have on my on my waist, but I don't have it. So uh, quickly get up uh, my. Uh, Fists ready. I would say no. I probably would say uh, that I uh, take uh, advantage of the momentum of uh, evading and just uh, get like on my legs and try to do a swipe, a leg swipe, and trying to tumble him onto the deck's floor. Okay. Do you want to run that as an actual? Are you going to actually try and? That's uh, yeah. Like you that could would just be do a regular like... attack, or you could do. We could call that a push maneuver where you can try and knock yeah. him prone, or or, or you can run that it as a, a test if you want. Uh, the difference with the push is I don't remember right now, but um, my intention. I mean, yeah, the, the, the push I, would actually knock him on the ground, whereas a test you would make him either distracted or vulnerable. So, so I prefer the push. Okay, it's more more explicit. Uh, there will be an athletics check, I believe. Yes, if I remember correctly, it is opposed athletic checks. Uh, right. I'm rolling. That is a five. Keeping that? Spending so, um, I'm tempting to uh, roll a Benny. Uh, why not? No, I keep the five. Three, that's no better. And he gets a seven, so I have he just, feeling. he actually, as you kind of like take the momentum and go down and kick your legs out, he actually just kind of like jumps up and jumps over your leg and uh, come up, comes down. What did you say he was? Uh, an orc? The yellow orc? Or it's an, another? No, it, it's the orc that had the scar across his eye. Oh, okay. Okay. And <clears throat> so... Um, the yellow orc kind of like, mind, just mention, yeah. The yellow orc kind of comes jumping out, and um, he takes a swing at you. All right. And he is actually going to get. Um, he will be. He is also going to wild attack, but he's getting a plus three gang up bonus. Oof. I don't think it's going to apply that. Oh. It's uh Man. the gang up bonus was calculated so let me remove that uh that's an eight that hits it's good enough to beat parry but not with the raise it's not six what's your toughness uh, five 
it's enough to so he like he like kind of clocks you in the back of the shoulder as you're going down but it's uh, certainly not it knocks you off balance a little bit but it's not enough to hurt you okay dana what are you gonna do if anything um so i uh, i'm up of, next yeah i'm kind of at the the back of this of this pack am i if the assuming the tokens are are kind of where we're at right now yeah all right um there's certainly room to move up if you want to. Yeah, no, um, am I able to uh, to use martial flexibility to to take a free edge and do an action in the same turn? Yeah, I believe martial flexibility is a, a free action. All right. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm going to activate faint, which means I can uh, when I perform a test with fighting, I can try to make the foe resist with smarts instead of agility. Yep. And. I'm not going to use it right off the bat because I've got a couple of other edges in my pocket. So um, I'm going to kind of uh, push my way up beside Russ, you know, trying to get closer to to these guys surrounding Truco. And what am I going to yell at them? I'm going to yell, that's enough. Being smelly on a ship's not a crime. And um, I'm attempting to persuade them to, uh, to see the silliness of their ways um uh, okay so uh i will let you run that as um Persuasion. i mean you, you can what's that persuasion well yeah i'm just trying to determine uh we'll make it a test because uh these 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 pirates were down here they seem to be spoiling for a fight all right um so is there a particular one you want to target uh, well, so far we've only seen the uh, the one orc in action. Oh, well, because of turn order, you're clearly seeing that all five of those are heading towards Truco and you guys. They're they're all they're all down there spoiling for a fight. That that's pretty obvious. All right. Um, I guess I'll I'll target the one who's kind of right. My pink's not working. The one who's right here between me and and Truco. This uh, this one who looks like they're wearing a hood. Yeah, he's that's the one whose skin is pretty yellowish and there's a yellow tint to their eyes. Okay, so that that's the one who who has been actively wailing on Truco. Okay, yeah, sure, yeah, why he, not? he did just hit Truco. All right, then that's the go, one. Go ahead and roll persuasion, and uh, I'll make it out of minus two. A minus two. All right. Well, I'll take my free reroll on that. That would have been a three. Nice. With that would have been a two. three. Yeah. And that is a zero. One more. Spending a penny. There you go. Ace in there. So nice. that would be a six. Uh, I've got minus two in my dice tray. Uh, well, since you're re-rolling within the same card, it, any additions to the dice tray no longer affect the dice roll. Just whatever was with the first roll is in there. Okay. Well, then it's a six. Six. Uh, persuasion is spirit, yes? Yes. That is a success. He is already vulnerable from wild attacking. So do you want to make him distracted? Yep. I mean, that kind of tracks. He's just kind of like, kind of like looks over his shoulder with a little confused look on his face that you would say something so silly in the middle of a fist fight. <laughs> um, but it's enough to distract him. Right. Ruskell. Uh, we are going to, you know, cock the fists and uh, enter the fray. And uh, I think we're just going to go for... Uh, this orc that is uh, distracted and just try and slug him. Now, if you alt-click on him before you roll the dice, that should target him. Yeah. Um, now, when you roll, it'll take his uh, various stats into account. 
Uh, but since I'm not rolling with a weapon, um, is there just an unarmed attack? Oh, I thought I'd set you guys up with that. Um, uh, here, I am adding that right now. All right. Yep, should be in your uh, quick access bar now. Got it. And make sure I still have nah. them targeted. That looks to be an eight. I don't know if it automatically yep. added. It's actually seven. counting for gang up and him being vulnerable. Wow, fantastic. That is... That is an eight. Not and just shy of a raise, but it's good enough to do damage. Okay. Um, so that's, I'm guessing, this left button here. Let's go yes. ahead and... That's a five. Um, so you do kind of like connect with them in the back, uh, but it's not quite of a solid punch and kind of glances off him a little bit. All right. And he shakes it off. And that's what I got. And so this human comes stepping forward to you, Truco. Truco's in a bad spot. It seems like it's... Uh, he will wild attack. And uh, Skirt, with all the gang up, he will wild attack and he's aiming for your head. Oof, not the head. Not the oh, face. No. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Boom, that's a hit oh, with the raise. That is indeed. So kind of like just as you that like was a come But that's, but that's just a hit, right? Um so like just as you come up from like the kick thing and, and dodge and the one blow and stuff like that, you like turn around and there's just this fist right in your face. Uh oh, I forgot there's actually four more for that because I didn't put in the, the bonus damage to the head. So that's an eleven actually. That's an eleven? Yeah. Here let me I can't seem to I mean SCS seven. Yeah, it should be an 11. There's an additional four since it was a headshot. Okay, so that would be two wounds. We have definitely soak. Okay. So I spend Benny. Wait, what's your toughness, Truco? Just five. And I will Benny that. Uh, that's spirit roll. Uh, that's that's from Truco. Or okay. not Truco. That's from Torland. Okay. Uh... Yeah, I will. Uh, that's a four in the bigger check. That's a four, so that'll soak one of the wounds. One wound, so I will still have one. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to keep that or roll again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have one many, so I don't want to. Uh, okay. So five on your soak roll uh, allows you to soak one of the wounds. So you are uh, shaken and you have one wound now, as you know, just kind of like this little spray of blood comes out as he cracks right into your nose. Um, <laughs> just but you probably a bit of you, blood. You, you sidestep just slightly, just enough to avoid getting your nose broken. All right, good. We'll say. Uh, and so now uh, there's uh, the little female dwarf. Um, she's stepping up and she's she's gonna take a swing at uh ruskell all right darling let's tussle that's a three she parry of five yeah she misses gang ups in there i like that it's calculating gang up bonuses now too so yeah so she misses torlin um you see this and this certainly doesn't bring any sort of shell shock back this is just a it's like just a bar fight it's just a fist fight thing this is nothing uh what does this is this all extremely well lit in here like, uh what, no which deck like, of the ship is it i mean the lights are actually set in there they're they're pretty much kind of uh they're uh little caged lamps that have some candles in them so they're not providing the greatest light uh, there's enough light that most the whole deck is opened up but there's definitely some shadows and some sunlight is beginning to filter in from above as well okay um 
just curious uh, if I would be able to make a use of dark vision at all, but it doesn't really seem like it. Um, plus, they're all orcs and dwarves. Uh, well, I will just uh, go up to this other dwarf here, uh, but I can't move. Um, so I will go right here and soccer with a fist. Time for you to see just how civilized us uh, brother dwarfs are. What is that, a fighting role? Uh, yeah. Make sure you got her targeted. I'll keep that. Yeah, that connects. Oh, I guess I should give, I need to give you an unarmed strike as well. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out. Is it just a D4? Uh, it is, it is essentially just your strength, since uh, none of you have uh, any unarmed fighting edges in particular. Uh, so I just roll strength then? Okay. Uh, no, it would nice. not be your strength because that includes. Well, actually, this will work because it's not to. It wouldn't include your wild die, so it would just be your strength. But you uh, ace there, so. Uh, Torben rolls a fifteen. <laughs> yeah, my big brother will mess you up. Uh, yeah. So fifteen. That's um, six. It's a success with a raise. With a success with two raises, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna try and aim this slug just coming at her so that she gets like laid out into these barrels and nuts behind her. Um, I will spend one penny, make a soak roll. She soaks one of the wounds, but that is not enough. That uh, that's good enough for a wound. You just kind of like come down low, so kind of like lift her up, and she she falls back into some of the barrels and uh the rest of you'll make sure that word of this gets the master scourge torlin what are you doing she is uh unconscious on the next round oh hey she was automatically removed nice um ruskell you want the queen of hearts or the six of hearts uh i'll take the queen please oh and i forgot this guy so i'm going to have him Act first as he sees uh, you, Torlin, just knock out whoever that dwarf was. He was on hold, so he's going to go first. Um, so that'll be an opposed athletics check against you, Torlin, since you are up next. An opposed athletics? Uh, I have to roll twice, by the way, for cards because of hesitant. Um, yeah, no, actually, that's what came up before. And it's always hard to tell if hesitant actually triggers or not. Okay, so Knight of Hearts. So uh, you're not next, so there is no need to roll then. But he comes stepping up, kind of like straddling her body a little bit, and he just goes after you, Torland. Okay. Takes a swing, just takes a swing at you after that. He I'm just kind of growls and goes, yeah, bastard dwarf. I'm going to hit him with uh, a little right hook as he does so with first strike. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Okay, go for that. Uh, so it, it's a strength roll with no wild die, right? You gotta so make, a, make the fight. Die. Actually, click click on what I plugged in there for uh, the unarmed strike. That'll roll your fighting roll to make the hit, and then it should roll strength if you succeed on the damage on the strike. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Critical oh, fail. We need an FX on that. Yeah. Oh, Critical fail. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, Torla. Um, <laughs> I was about to say it's like getting in a fist fight with a dwarf. It's quite scary, but. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna say you like you were off. You, even though you you knocked the that one dwarf out, you kind of stepped forward a little bit and kind of got caught in some of the webbing that was over the barrels. And as you step back to get your uh, early striking on this guy, your foot 
got caught and you trip back a little bit. We'll make you uh, vulnerable for this round. And... Haymakers are my preferred type of uh, fighting style. <laughs> and he is definitely going to wild attack because he is upset with you. And a six. Does that beat your parry? Uh, parry is a six. Meets your parry. So but he I'm connects. vulnerable. Connects uh, three. I'll spend a Benny. Five. Chase that crit fail, why don't you? Uh, so he does kind of like, as you're like tripping backwards from the webbing, he comes up on you and does land a couple punches in you. It just, it keeps you off balance and off guard, but doesn't quite hurt you. And so I'm not sure where that token went. Uh, I think it's uh, down the the dwarf that had his hold action. There he is. No, that's a different one. Oh. Yeah, the token missing for some reason. Here, let me throw it on. Oh, it was. My bad. Yeah, she she's knocked unconscious. I don't know why she was dealt in. Ruskell, you are up. Uh, can I move to map northeast one tile? Sure. Awesome. And Ruskell's going to take up that space. Ah. Oh. Oh, apparently <laughs> Ruskell's up the stairs. Well, try moving back. <laughs> I think I've somehow made it worse. There we go. Thank you. Um, uh, and then, uh, yeah, um, I think we're going to go for the, it's the, the orc here still distracted and vulnerable, or does that change with the round? That lasts till the end of their next turn, which hasn't come yet. Great. Then, uh, we're going to keep socking at him. Uh, now, do you want a wild attack or anything? No, I think just normal. It's an eight. It's not good enough for a raise, but it does connect. Uh, and I'll go ahead and pull for damage, which is a one. Um, this early on, I'll go ahead and Benny that for fun. Take a Benny to use. Hi. Oh, I'll keep the two. I mean, it's 100% <laughs> more than the last. So one. yeah, you, you've been la you've been landing a number of blows on this orc, and he just seems relatively unfazed by your strikes, um, despite the fact that you've kind of got clear clear ins on him. Truco need a spirit roll to unshake. Sure. Uh, let's hope this hope this works. Uh, oh, there you go. Uh, I will have to Benny that. I feel no, like. well, if you spend the Benny, you automatically unshake, or you oh. can just use to remain shaken and save your Benny. Uh, <laughs> no, I want to use my Benny. So uh, yeah, I, I will unshake. Okay. Uh, using a Benny uh, because I don't, I have uh, I'm still figuring this character so bear with me. Uh, I'm will use my free action. I mean, her, um, Truco as he's like laying on the ground. Uh, he starts to like quickly grow his claws and try to get in a more. He gets like kind of in a instinctively gets in a more feline position to like to get ready and he will start shifting. Uh, as a free action, which gives him the opportunity to ignore a wound, uh, which he has, yep. so that comes in handy. And after that... Uh, so, on yeah. your character sheet, under quick access, where it has the shifting crossed out, hit the like the little power oh, icon. Yeah, it should you. turn green, and uh, that will Let's automatically... See. I believe I already have doing that, but... Let me check again. Yep, that should now that should include your ignoring oh. wound penalties. There you go. There you go. Good. Uh, so he's not shaken. And uh, I want question uh, DM. Uh, mm -hmm. Can uh, do I am next to a rope or uh, some kind of uh, one of the ship's uh, structure or the mast? 
the ropes that are hanging uh, or uh, holding the mask together. You guys are below decks, so no. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'm miss oh, I misinterpret the uh, the zone. So okay, that's all right. Um, so I will take the defend action then, and uh, mm -hmm. I'm really tempted to move. Um, you can move, but you cannot run. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, how much does this, does that give me? Just oh, two a ten. And I will. Mm, can I? Um, if I move, like the uh, who got his action yet? I mean, the three uh, uh, individuals that are surrounding me will have an opportunity, uh, a free attack on me, right? Any anybody you move out of their reach, they get a free attack on you. So it really, all oh. depends on where you move to. Oh, that's that's good to know. Uh, so mm -hmm. no, I will stay there. Uh, okay. I feel like yeah, yeah, I have to. Uh, can I move? Uh, that's a, a quick question. Can I? There is like this section. I don't know if I can. Uh, where is uh, one of the ballistas? I would. I'll say if you want to move to the other side of the ballistas, you would have to give me an athletics check. Oh, excellent. Uh, so I will try to do that. I I will like to slightly parkour on the side uh, next to where uh, one of the cannons or the ballistas are and try okay. to step on one. I want to step on the ballista and try to get more like on a high ground of the situation, um, staying in range of uh, the uh, the orc, the yellow orc, or the, this orc that is by my left. There are two guys that can take swings at you and sure. they completely miss. I mean, your thank parry is, <laughs> your parry is ten now. So thank, thank luck because uh, Trooper doesn't believe in any gods. But sure, and he like quickly jumps into the ballista and stays like in a uh, uh, trying to get back up, uh, taking a bit of blood from his mouth and and just uh, quickly recover from the situation, at least uh, somewhat. Okay. Orlin? Ah, yes. Well, uh, this one in front of me here, he's still standing. Yes. But he is distracted and vulnerable still at the moment because he hasn't gone yet. Uh, Torlin's going to turn around and get a running start and just oh, no. barrel into him. So you're going to take a couple steps back? Yes, I don't believe so. So that dwarf will get a swing at you while you do that, though. Uh, fair enough. Fair play to you. And uh, he misses. So yeah, you can uh, you can get a bit of a running start there. And actually, are you trying to hit him or are you trying to just slam into him? Uh, what's the mechanical difference? Uh, are you trying to do damage or are you trying to push him back or knock him prone or? Ah, uh, probably damage, I would think. Okay, then. I was just going for flavor. Fine. Yeah, fighting's just fine then. Okay. Um, and I would give you... Uh, He's a little tall, so, you know, I have to have a running start to, to get to the head. I'll give you another plus one for that, for the running. Um, I don't know if 12 will make a difference. That is a success with the raise. Okay. Uh, sorry, I forgot to roll the unarmed strike here. That's okay. Just roll the raise damage. You don't need to roll for the... That's a seven. Uh, I will re-roll it. Okay. Uh, one more. Not really Things sure what I'm supposed to be for, you. for it. Yes, that's good sound. There that's you a go. Orleans is on special. 
That is a success with the raise, so that shakes him and gives him a wound. Um, yeah, since you did that, he, this is Norik, he's tall. You just come barreling in, nice low center of gravity, and just like take his legs out from underneath him. He just kind of like whips over your back and slams his head down into the floor, um, getting knocked unconscious. And let that be a little lesson to you. <laughs> um, it's not going well for these guys. We'll put you um, right up there. Um, this is not going well for these guys. Blasted dwarf. Um, and so this this orc with the scar across his eye, he takes a swing at you. He's going to wild attack. You've been too pesky. Are you giving the caress to your mother or are you hitting me? Well, with a nine, he definitely hits you. Let's see if he hurts you, though. That is not good. That is not enough for a raise, though. Just shot a raise. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. I got two bennies left. Um, and actually, I'm going to give you a benny for that little bull rush charge thing. Um, nice little maneuver. All right. Um, yeah, he hits you, but you just kind of like, you. well, you already said it. Is that just a crest for your mother? Um <laughs> Hardly even affects you. <laughs> and then the human, he takes a swing. He's uh, he's looking a little like uncertain. And uh, we'll do this. He is going to uh, actually like fake going towards you one way and come back the other way. He's going to do a feint towards you. Essentially, funny athletics is the same. The same role. Uh, Four, I'm not spending a penny. So give me a agility roll and you have to beat a four. This is talking to me, right? Yes. That's uh, Okay, Torlin for an agility roll. Yeah, so he like... I'm the best brawler on board this ship. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's just like, he doesn't fake you out at all. You're just, you're ready to take on either the, the orc that's still left or him. So that was uh, some sort of test then, huh? Yeah, that was, that was a, that's uh, I use the term faint as a way to flavor what the test is, is he, so he's using a fighting role to do that. Dana. All right, um, I see this, this uh, guy has just tried to, tried to mess up Torlin and Torlin's doing all sorts of work, but uh, my, my instincts kick in anyways. Oh, wait, huh? Nothing, just all moving right. Torkins around. Yeah, yeah the my, dwarf is still there. The dwarf is still there? Uh, the other dwarf with the big ass ugly nose. He's under there somewhere? Okay. Uh, but Yeah, I'll, I'll remove that one then. All right. Well, I'm going to hop over where that, that other down pirate was and come uh, side by side with Torlin and go to that human pirate who just tried to, uh, who just tried to deke him out and say... I know you've got this, Torlin, but better together, and I'm just going to punch him. Okay. Oh, let me, before you do that, let me get an unarmed strike on your character sheet as well. Mm -hmm. Strength. Bye. Okay. You can access it from the uh, quick access bar if you want to. Um, uh, different from a fighting role then? Uh, do the unarmed strike because that way, if you connect, the damage will be there. All right, I don't see it in in that quick access bar. So, but character sheet. Uh, on your character sheet, there's the additional stats and then the quick access. All right, and I uh, the gang up bonus is canceled out, right? Right. Correct. Okay. All right. Here we go. Do you want a wild attack or call shot to the head or anything? Oh, um. 
The gang up, that was miscalculated. So it's instead of a seven, it's a six. It's adding a gang up bonus in there when okay. it should not. But still, he's vulnerable because he wild attacked. That's a six. Do you want to keep that? Uh, does it hit? Do you want to keep it? <laughs> well, this is new. Fine, I'll keep it. Well, I usually don't let you know the first time around when you're trying to hit something. Oh, um, oh. Yeah, that connects. Not right. a raise, though. Yep. So just roll the regular. I'm going to bet you that one. That's going to be the one, some damage rolls. Man. <laughs> Is that considered a crit fail without the wild die in play? Oh, it's not, it's damage, so there's no crit fails on damage anyways. Yeah, that's well, that's let's burn a penny on that. That's more. There you go. That's ace. There you go. Nice. Oh, that's a 10. 10. <laughs> that's enough. I'm keeping my two pennies. Uh, so how do you knock him out? Uh, I, you know, I've got one fist up. I've got the other fist drawn back. And I just cut him straight across the side of the head. Okay. Um, that's the end of that round. Let's see, Ruskell, seven of hearts or five of diamonds? Seven of hearts, please. I didn't skip you that last round, did I? No, I just went very, I went almost Oh yeah, first. that's right. You, you hit, but you didn't do any damage. Right. And Torlin gets a joker. Oh. That's appropriate. But I gotta take two cards, so I no. Get the actually, worst when it, when it when a j- Joker is drawn, it like bypasses your hesitant hindrance, and you keep. The oh, joker. that's handy. Yeah, hmm. Joker is essentially like take precedence over everything, really. Okay, well, I will turn my attention to uh, the remaining dwarf here, and uh, there is this... the orc in front of you as well. Oh uh, well, I know, but uh, this is a Claude <laughs> Reaver dwarf, and it seems that. They don't seem to know who the Kuladrins are, and they're about to find out after today. Oh. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you, the reach of the are, orc here. You are at a plus two for your actions with the Joker. I'm gonna make this a wild attack. Uh, I'm Ooh. gonna jump off this uh, ballista base here and uh, just come down with a uh, a hammer blow to the dwarf set. All right, that orc will get a swipe at you as you go up. I don't know if he's. And it's, I don't know if the wild attack makes me vulnerable before that or, or whatever it does, but... Uh, it would not. So that would be a five instead. Parries a six. Uh, so he misses. Okay. All right. Let's see. If the roll matches the narrative. Oh! <laughs> critical fail. <laughs> Torland's second critical fail of the night. And when Wait, it's a roller too. coaster of emotions there. So, uh, like twice uh, in 20 minutes. Here's the thing. This is <laughs> great because I got two ones, but the total was an eight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Doesn't matter. Foundry. Hey. How's that happen? I had uh, a plus seven of bonus there, he's it looks vulnerable. like. vulnerable, got the Holy. gang up, you got the joker. Oh, you had another plus two in there, I think. Was that for the joker? Gang up. That was a wild and attack. he was vulnerable as well. Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, it would have been an eight, even though it's a crit failure. Um, so, I, I, I'm going to flavor it as... as uh, I was going to do one thing, but since you since you would have like probably hit with a raise, what I'm going to say instead is you do kind of launch yourself up, but you're actually in your fervor and excitement, you kind of like misjudge your power and, and your energy. And um, you come in too high and actually just get completely tangled up in the dwarf and tangled up in the netting. So you like are both tangled up in the netting kind of like together. Um, and you're not able to quite, you're not able to quite land your blow. Oh, uh, teach me to do narrative before I get the roll. 
Um, I mean, I thought narrative was great. Don't usually expect crit fails from the same player twice in the same combat. I do. (laughs) Now. All right. So this dwarf. um, Funny you should say that after a whole campaign with me. (laughs) This dwarf is just going to start like, uh, eh, we're going to get gritty here. He just like, just kind of like as you two are like, kind of tangled up and stuff like that. He just like opens his mouth and goes in to, to bite you. Oh, man. Vicious. And I said fair play to you earlier. No and sense of honor is, in these cloud reavers. That is a nine. So that's good for a success. And there's another, oh, that's a four at least, but still not enough to beat your toughness. So he kind of like, um, his teeth kind of come in, but as you're like rolling around from your momentum, his teeth don't really find purchase. You're sure you probably got a scratch on your neck or something like that. Uh, um, you got my beard. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he, he probably probably didn't break skin. Thruko, you're right. no longer defending. Right. At least but, not right now. Yeah, not right now. And and he's in a curious position where he seems uh, he is always looking for opportunities to uh steal stall steal shit so um can can i uh, can truco perceive it if any of the enemies have any anything of value in the, mainly daggers or or like any sort of weapon or something that could be used um can uh, that let's see so there would be the human right over here there would be uh the orc right in front of you uh the female dwarf that got knocked out she's uh, there's a couple other dwarven bodies rolling over top of her right now. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'll say, give me a notice check minus uh, minus three, since it is in the heat of combat, and this is that, that will count towards my action, or that would be like yeah, that that would be that thing. would be your action to that would be my action. Kind of okay. Um, um, so can I declare? But of course action? it is. If you do find one, it is a free action to just pick it up. Oh, oh, that's okay. Even though if someone has it on his possession, or if uh, someone is unconscious, I guess. You're looking at two unconscious bodies, are you? Okay, okay. So yeah, they're not. They won't be fighting you. All right. Um, I can see. The, there we go. Uh, trade minus two. Roll. And that's a tree, and I can't do much. Oh, no, yes, I can. Uh, ah, yeah, I got a uh, Benny because of a Torland's Joker. Thank you. Uh, uh, you're welcome. But, yeah, um, I'm tempted uh, not to use it now, but I will probably use it later. So, yeah, that's a three. Okay. Um, yeah, you're just, like, looking around real quick, um, and there's, like, a little bit too much chaos and bodies kind of, like, moving around and... and the bodies are still like things are happening so quickly at this moment it's kind of like the bodies are still moving from making contact with the ground so in in your field of view you don't see anything offhand all right um he feels protected where he is right now so that's his turn so it's the orc's turn um he kind of like looking at what's going on and um he takes off you can get a uh attack in him dana if you want to no let him go you let him go. He runs up on the on the deck, and um, Ruskell. Uh, we're clearly winning here. So Ruskell, uh, I think we're gonna go and try and grapple the dwarf. Now, do you want to actually grapple it, or do you want to like do this as a support role for Torlin? Say so you're like trying to grab his legs and, and hold him down or something like that. Um, and I'll let you make an athletics roll to give support to Torlin's. Uh, or do you just want to straight up grapple her? 
mechanically, if we, if we grapple him, he's bound and entangled, right? Um, bound and entangled if you get a raise. Ah, oh, got it. Um, then yeah, he we'll would just, just be in, he would just be entangled if you got a success. But it it is uh, grappling is uh, opposed athletic rules. So okay. the target um, number wouldn't be a four. It would be uh, you would roll, and that becomes his target number to beat. Right. Um, then I think we'll just do the the support uh since uh when he's not tripping over himself uh orland seems to be doing some work okay yeah i mean we can flavor it like you know you're like reaching out to his legs to try and restrain his legs or his arms or something like yeah. that and in that way you're giving support to actually toilet so go ahead and give me an athletics roll uh that is a six actually it would be a it would be a six because he's vulnerable uh Actually, vulnerable would not count as a support role because we are just flavoring it that way. Still okay. a four, to that's a four. still a success. That would give uh, plus one to Torlin. Uh, and that's all I got. Okay. Dana? Um, hmm. time, to, time to see how we can end this. I'm going to move into the party here uh, beside Russ where Torlin's all tangled up. Uh, I Straddle assume- the down dork. Oh, I assume that this, uh, wait, this is the orc, not the dwarf? No, there's actually an orc underneath your feet. That, oh. The one that Torlin up on, upended. <laughs> All right. But now but now Torlin and, and Russ are on top of, of this dwarf off to the side here, huh? Amidst yeah. the, uh, the chaos of the ropes and the barrels and, uh, and now the Siren here approaching and getting in the midst of this, Torlin is trying to, like, shout out something about the scuffles kind of got him preoccupied okay um well i'm going to uh lean lean over this dwarf and uh and put my foot down on the middle of his chest and lean my weight on on it and say you feel like having a conversation now and uh yeah looking to end this without any further punching so you want to do that as like a, uh, so you're leaning his foot into him. Do you want to flavor that as a support roll or a test? Um, I guess in this, in this case as a test, you know, I'm trying to break his spirit here. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a test to me. Uh, that sounds like an intimidation roll to me. All right. Come on, big money. Four. <laughs> oh, what is That's another crit fail. Another crit fail. Things that this is not the first session. Jeez. Wow. Well, really roll them often. Yeah, it's a whole new meaning. Um, so yeah, you like you're you're like coming over to put your foot down on this dwarf, and just at that moment, you know, Russ is reaching in, pulls one of the legs out, just like trips you up and up upends you, um, and you end up like down on the ground, just kind of like uh, smack your head for a moment, and are just like completely disoriented. <laughs> we'll say, we'll say you're distracted from that. Oh dear. Uh, Russ, you're supposed to you're supposed to do other things for me, nice <laughs> things. Oh. So, uh, Truco, right? His first with an ace of uh, oh, three aces this round: ace of spades, ace of diamonds to Torlin. Ace, yeah. Uh, oh, a jack. I thought it was a joker. Um, there you go. Mm, that's my turn, I guess. Um, uh, let me see what I can do. Um. I like what they've done with the uh, chat log for the cards drone in combat. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. 
Ernesto, the... would you uh, have yeah. any qualms with me going in front of you? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will hold my turn because I'm currently in a situation where uh, it's not of, not of my best interest to. Uh, I suppose I should things. draw a second card, anyways. Uh, but at the top of the round, uh, Torlin. Um, now with the dwarf rather pinned down, okay. um, basically the second, the second card actually think for reminded me that's a six of clubs. So you're now down at the bottom. Uh, uh he basically l- turns and looks up uh, as he's gotten a moment to speak. Uh, back old friend, uh, this dwarf is mine. Who are you talking to? I don't need any help. Uh, this is to, and he's aiming this at the Siren with the coat. Mm. I don't know if he's learned his Ruskull's name yet. And uh, the dwarf, I think, is just going to try and push Torlin off. Um, so do a posed athletics check here. And you've got a... Uh, a pose? Should I, should I roll for it? Yeah. There's always still well, time actually, for to fail. Actually, no, you're not, because uh, he did not even get a success. So he's just like trying to shove you off, and you're quite focused. But that's what Torlin says. I mean, you guys can do whatever you want, but... And Dana is up. Yeah, Dana's not paying any attention to Torlin's insistence to go it alone. Um, I'm going to stand myself up, uh, brush my, you know, brush off my shirt, readjust my hat, and... uh, Yeah, I'm going to try again. I'm going to try again to... uh, to lean on on this guy's chest with my foot and say, as I was saying before I was interrupted, perhaps you're ready for a conversation now. So that'll be another intimidation roll, yeah? Yep. All right, here we go. That's a lot of negative modifiers. Uh, just a minus two, because you are distracted. I made you distracted from the crit failure. Uh, so that's a two. Do you want to keep that? I do not want to keep that. Come on. That is a three. All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna flavor this as um, I'm trying so hard to to help Torlin, even though he's clearly got everything under control. Uh, well, I mean, in a matter of speaking, because matter, like, well, he he thinks he's got you've everything. Probably under seen him brawling before, and his like his cheeks are red, and his he's quite inflamed at the moment. Yeah, so I I would like to flavor this as. Uh, maybe he even kind of elbows me out of the way or something as I'm trying this again. If that's if that's okay with you, sure. Mike. Works for me. Yeah. Works for me. Ruskell. Now, uh, Torlin, since he's coming after you, will still have the plus one from support. You can't do another action this round to support him since he's already got support from you. Uh, I'm gonna hold my action until after Torlin's to see if he is successful. Okay. And that would be Torlin. You are. You do have a plus one. Can I ignore the plus one? Um, I mean, yeah, Reason? but you already have it. Well, so w- what I was thinking was like with saying that at the top of the round would be like if Ruskill backs off, he could retract his support if he wants his character, if Kevin wants his character to do that. Uh, because Ruskell is, uh, because of his hindrance, uh, his uh, ruthless, don't think he's going to. Fair enough. You're going to get helped and you're going to like it, Torlin. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm just going to roll a fighting here with the wild attack uh, before anything happens. So it's a plus two, correct? Uh, 
Well, just plug in a plus one. Plus one. You will be, regardless, you'll still be getting a gang up bonus. That'll be calculated automatically. So the plus one is a support that I'm adding? Yes. Ooh. Oh, and there's the eight. Okay. There's the D8 ace. Uh, <laughs> there you go. That's something. So as Torlin is is here and kind of incited in this combat and just breathing heavy uh, and staring down at the dwarf, they've kind of been rolling around. And at this point, uh, Torlin has managed to sort of wrap the dwarf up in these, like, uh, some of the ropes from the barrels and the webbing. Uh, and he rolls on top of them and he just looks down and he says... The Colaturnan family has long been uh, seen as lesser to the other dwarvish clans, and I'll not have it be known that that's going to be the case with the Cloud Reavers. If you'll remember anything, so, remember my face, and I'm just going to headbutt him. Okay. Uh, roll for damage. You got to raise that. I think that speech is worth a Benny. Sure. And that's a good that's a headbutt. 13. Success with the raise. Man. Well, success with a couple raises. One raise, not spending any more about Benny's. Uh, you just, you hear his his huge nose just makes a great target. You just hear a crack and there's a blood spray. I gotta um, say all these raises have been like bolstering my confidence in this fight here. <laughs> um, I mean, totally, yeah, he has experience. There's the, there's the contrast of the crit fails to hit and the multiple <laughs> raises for damage. Um, so uh, that ends this fight here at the moment, of course. Um, now, you you all had heard the bell to go up to the main deck before this fight started. Um, oh. Literally just, you know, 20 seconds ago or something like that. Um, what, are you, uh, what are you all going to do? I, I'm going to hold out my hand to, uh, you know, to, to pull Torlin to his feet out of the webbing and, <clears throat> you know, look at Russ, who's on one side of me and, and Truco who's on the other side of me and say, nice to see you again. Uh, Torlin is just picking himself up. Um, so he's ignoring my himself. hand? Uh, well, just like a hand on his shoulder. He's still facing the dwarf, so um, he is going to... Did he, like, feel anything useful on this dwarf's body uh, as he was in this tussle that he might be uh. able to pull for now that he's unconscious? I would not say necessarily during the fight, especially kind of how it transpired. If you want to search him now, um, you, uh, you have that option. I'll turn to I'll turn to, to Dana uh, one moment and just yeah, I'll do a search. What would that be? Uh, just, um, yeah, just take an action. Just kind of how thorough of a search are you doing? And I take a Truco wants to uh, thirty seconds or less. So, what's Truco doing? I mean, Truco will be uh, going in the direction of the corpses and and only the unconscious people, um, and uh, he will probably say, uh, "Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, thanks." I mean, I got it on the controller already, so I, you, I didn't need your help. Uh, as he <laughs> like some of the blood is dropping from his mouth, and he's just quickly going through, going through the um, unconscious people's. Uh, uh, buckets and see what they have. Maybe not the dwarf, but he is uh, thinking on that as well. What's Russ go up to? Uh, Russ is, uh, I'm guessing the human is probably the lightest one down here. One of the people that we knocked out. Russ wants to take one of these people upstairs. Yeah, the human would be the lightest. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to start dragging them upstairs. 
Um, what's Russ's strength? D6. Is it at least a D6? D6. Okay, yeah, that, there's no problem with that. What's uh, so Dana was trying to help him up, but now he's she's noticing that uh, Torlin's looking through some starts to look through his pockets. What's Dana doing? I I shake my head at Torlin rifling through this guy's pockets. I shake my head at Truco rifling through everybody's pockets. Pockets, and while Russ is starting to uh, to get a hold of this of this unconscious pirate, I kind of you know crouch lean down beside him and hold out my hand and say. Dana Lizani of, of the Denith 85th, and you are? I'm Russ. This guy upstairs. Now, my, uh, my friend over here, and I just read Torlin, thinks you didn't come by that coat honestly. Um, I don't, I don't believe him. What do you say? I think people tell a lot of stories, but, uh, but all there is to it. All right, well, what do you plan to do with this fellow? Just gonna let him know that there's some folks sleeping downstairs. He'll get the message. We're better off leaving him here. What do you hope to gain by bringing him on deck and throwing him at Mr. Lagra's feet? Oh, it's not for Mr. Lagra. It's to let everyone else know they're not going to mess with us or they're going to wind up the same way. Good enough for me. And I grab the, I grab the guy's feet. Wise oh, words, sir. As Truco is pickpocketing like, uh, the, the unconscious people, he will say, yeah, definitely sleeping. And he will uh, take advantage and punch one in the face again uh, <laughs> as he's pickpocketing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think this was done quietly. Torlin, you find a, a you find a dagger and a, and a bailing pin, which is available all over the ship, anyways. Um, on the dwarf Truco, you find a, a dagger on the orc. Um, Russ got to the human before you could get your hands on him. Uh, Torlin's gonna secure. How large is a bailing pin? I'm not really familiar with these things. It's it's essentially just kind of like a club that's maybe uh, a foot long or something like that. There's often in ships. There's often like holes drilled various places that you could put a bailey pin in and then tie rope to, and that way you can just pull the pin and release the rope really quick. Okay, uh, he will take the bailey pin and kind of fasten it in whatever sort of sash he's uh, turned into a waist belt. The dagger, I think he might stash behind one of the barrels for later. Torlin, what are you doing keeping that on your belt? That's it's not the These time. These are fair spoils. You're, you're, Would I know? You, uh, don't, you don't see this, uh, Dana, because you were talking to Russ and then now helping carry your body upstairs. Okay. Um, do, would I know uh, any... I wanted, thinking about the Cloud Reavers, would I know uh, what sort of, you know, traditions they might follow regarding spoils one in, in you know, man-on-man combat? Like, would this be fair play to, uh, to take a, a give trophy? Give me a, uh, yeah, uh, just give me a common knowledge check. Where Torlin comes from, it's fair play. Yeah, I mean, uh, I wouldn't say you know exactly, but um, they're they're pirates and reavers. You know, they're definitely from a culture that's more like, you know, might, might makes right. So uh, you, don't, you don't know specifically, but you don't think they, you expect that to the winners goes the, goes the plunder. Um, so I'll finish up that and I'll just stand up and, and uh, walk past Ruskill and say, uh, it's nice to meet well, you. My name is uh, Torlin. They're so everybody's going up? up? This, okay. They're headed up the stairs with a body. Um, I will follow uh, them up. Time. <laughs> um, we will pause there. And uh, uh, welcome back. We're back. Hello. Um, uh, so... Do one last thing here, quick. Everybody, make an athletics roll. Athletics. 
terrible at it. That's uh, what I'm good at. Are you now? <laughs> Sometimes. I'll just spinny it. Uh, why am I still at a minus two? Uh, because you're still listed as distracted. You want to take off the distracted condition. Uh, and that's will, a four. For this roll, I guess I will have lose the shifting um, condition, right? Uh, no, that's fine. It, it's still in. Okay. Uh-oh, wow. I'll do it. Other buddy, I've got a bunch. Uh, Ruskell got a five. Hey. Hey. That's what everybody else get. Ruskell got a five. I have a the two raises. Nine. Got a nine. Got a five. Got a five. What Dana get? Four. Four. Okay, everybody got a success. Um, so you, uh, so Russ and Dana come out first, kind of go through the, the little hallway up onto the uh, main deck of the ship, uh, dragging this. I'll go ahead and just move you all over there. Um, dragging the body of this human with you. Uh, is there anything in particular you're doing with this, Russ? Uh, no, I, it's it's very unceremoniously just dropping it, you know, plopping it down wherever the sort of gathering area is. Just found this one sleeping. I'll follow Russ's lead and just drop the man's feet. When you said found this one sleeping, who are you, uh, are you addressing anybody in particular? Uh, who do we see up there? Yeah. Uh, every, everybody is up here except for the other three that are knocked out unconscious below decks. Anyone paying attention to us? Uh, well, as you would come out, Torlin, yes, everybody's kind of looking at you, especially these two dragging the body of this, uh, of, the, of the human, the, you know, big, sh- curly, shaggy mop of hair, um, as he's dropping a minute. I mean, everybody turns to you. Certainly, uh, Master Scourge is there on deck looking at you. He's got, he's got his whip in his hand kind of expectantly. Um, um, quick clarification. Was the bell ringing before uh, the little shindig down below on the poop deck got started, or was it after? Yes. The bell was to signify that it's time for everybody to come above decks. Well, uh, roll call morning breakfast. Oh, okay. Um, Truco will have uh, invest a bit of time while uh, doing his thing on the unconscious guys to uh, move them to some deck chairs. Uh, there, just like put them in position to, to maybe Oh, you do? That they were sleeping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Probably messing around with them a bit in the process. Okay. Okay. So uh, the three of them come up. It takes you a while. Um, Then you come up, and Master Scourge looks at you and goes, three lashes for laziness. You're late. Me? Yeah, because you came up quite a bit after the rest of the three. Um, Oh, God. Yeah. Man. um, And he does kind of look around and and, uh, shouts out, did anybody see John DeSudic or Slippery Sill? Or Norwal? Hmm. Ah, they'll get three lashes for laziness once they're found. Um, it's what a kind, considerate fellow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's with that, uh, Fish Guts does kind of come out, um, and he starts, you know, just with a, you know, a large plate full of some hard tack that he starts passing out to everybody, and you know, some water from everybody. So that's breakfast in the morning. Y'all get hard tack, um, and then Master Scourge starts divvying out jobs for the day. Um, so we got a rigger here. Let me make these private rolls. Do we have a moment in during breakfast to chat, or is it kind of a quick thing? Um, it's definitely kind of a quick thing. Okay. I. I I mean, unless you really want to focus this, I'd like to kind of focus on the talking, whatever happens for your particular actions for the day yeah. and whatever your job is. Given the lashes thing, uh, we guess not. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's a that's a reasonable assumption there, Torlin. Okay. Um, so, Truco, Master Scourge assigns you with mainsail duties. Um, right. 
You're going to be looking to, to raise and lower main sails throughout the day. Um, for your work for the day, you'll either need to make an athletics or boating check. Athletics, Ruby. Do I roll now or? Uh, if you do roll, remember what they are and let me know. You also need to make a... Uh, the vigor check we'll handle later, since you may be doing a ship action today, I would assume. Yes. Truco. Oh, no, that was Truco. Uh, Torlin. Today, you're assigned being a runner to carry messages between all the officers. And Russ, you are being assigned. Uh, oh, Torlin, your role is going to be an athletics check. Uh, Russ, okay. you're being assigned to go below decks into the cargo hold and the weapons deck and uh, catch rats. Uh, you guys' jobs were just reversed from yesterday, wasn't it? And uh, Dana, you connect up with, uh, with fish guts. Let me see one thing first. So you kind of notice on deck there, Dana, that uh, Fish Guts is all, already like leaning all over the place. And when you finally kind of like finish your breakfast and go into the kitchen to meet with them, Fish Guts is hammered. Ooh. Just just like uh, deep in the cups. I mean, he just kind of like puts down whatever the tax left, takes a big swig, and it's just like stumbles back into a chair and is just pretty much almost incoherently drunk. Um, but the job you're assigned for the day is uh, you're since he's just like hammered and totally drunk and stuff like that. You're the one that has to do the cooking today. Hey, cooking mini game! You see, first <laughs> first we're stealing in combat. Now it's a cooking mini game. Yeah, this is this campaign just became Final Fantasy, y'all. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's got something. Right. So uh, we need the Final Fantasy uh, sound effect when we win something like. So for catching rats, Ross, you're either going to need to make a stealth or a survival check. You get to pick which. Um, and uh, Dana, you either need to make a common knowledge roll at minus two or a survival check. Um, can I take you a ship action? Uh, since I'm already going to be in the cargo hold, I'd like to sneak. Um, the very first day when we were walking up, uh, there was mention of Russ overhearing something that sounded like whimpering coming from the cargo hold. Sure. So while Russ is... Uh, doing this rat catching i'd like him to to try and investigate to see if he can find again that that whimpering or the source of it okay so uh give me your stealth and survival check for your day's duties first and then follow that up by another stealth check to you know successfully sneak around ace on the d4 for a seven yep and sorry what was the what was the second rule you wanted me to make uh first make a stealth check and then a notice check stealth and then notice Ace on the deport for a five and uh, a notice. Where's all? I'm going to Benny to reroll that. You got a three. Uh, I'm going to Benny to reroll that that's again. Two. Double twos. There's the ace. Oh, wait, there no. That's go. a four on the D. Sorry. I got so used to rolling D4s. Um, that's a four, and I'll keep it. Okay. Um, so we'll put you down into the cargo hole. Um, the rest of you can think about any ship actions you plan on doing during the day if you want to do anything. So down in the cargo hold, um, Russ, I mean, you're spending most of your time, you're spending uh, most of your time up on the weapons deck uh, trying to catch some rats. Uh, you're quite successful at it. Then there's, uh, you know, midday or something like that. There's a moment where, you know, all the activity really seems to be focused upstairs. You hear Master Scourge just yelling at somebody. Um, seems very distracted all the officers are clearly upstairs and there's like a moment of quiet and there's nobody down here and stuff so you climb down one of the ladders go or actually so on the weapons deck there's that hole that leads down to the cargo hold you just kind of like jump down real quick because it's not very far the cargo hold is um despite what you see on the map here uh, unfortunately that came that part of the map came populated 
There's not a lot of cargo in this hold right now at the moment. There's some cargo in the back. There is, um, uh, there's some pigs down here moving around that have been kept. Uh, one of them is kind of like wandering around and you hear, hear a couple over uh, towards the back. And you kind of come around the corner towards the back here and you see, um, I'll, I'll give it to you. Uh, there's a there's a door in the back there that seems to be latched. Um, you don't have quite the moment to check to see further if it's locked or anything like that, but it certainly seems to be secured of some sort. And you see a couple crates with uh, some more pigs. And you also see this human that is has a chain around his neck and it's attached to the bulkhead wall. And uh, he's kind of sitting down on the ground and he's, uh, he's petting one of the pigs. And you also notice that, um, oh, I almost mentioned three pigs. There's a lot more pigs than that. So there's about four or five pigs on the loose. There's a bunch of other pigs still kind of like kept up and caged. Um, the human, he's, he's pretty tall and he's pretty brute, but you also notice uh, he's just in some really cut short pants um, that are cut off at the knees, kind of like shorts and stuff like that. But you notice like there's some feathers on one of his shoulders that are kind of sticking off and some black stuff on his shoulders. And that's uh, mostly what you notice. Hey there, friend, you, you all right? He kind of turns sh- sharply and just kind of looks at you and, and he goes, uh, who you? Uh, name's Ruskell. I'm, uh, I'm new on the ship. Uh, uh, Owlbear hit you? No, I, I haven't seen no Owlbear. Is, is there one around here? Is there? Should I be worried about that? He goes, Owlbear! <laughs> oh, you're Owlbear. Yeah, you, you you not go in there. Owlbear hit you. Mm. Oh, okay, got it. Yes. All right, I'm, I wasn't planning on going in there, but could, could you tell me what's in there? He, he kind of cocks his hair and is just, Owlbear hasn't been in there. Owlbear has been, right. Uh... And, and Owlbear guards guards this all the time, right? Day and night. Uh, give me a persuasion check. I really love this guy. <laughs> Five. Uh, he he kind of looks at you and goes, I, uh, officers going there. I no Owlbear going there. He stays here out with the pigs. Right. Pigs, my yeah. friends, they're family. And, and by chance, you you haven't heard any, like, uh, anybody whimpering uh, the other side of that door, have you, Owlbear? Uh, give me a, give me a notice check. Ace on the D4 for a six. Six. You notice, like, suddenly he gets kind of sheepish. Uh, there's, like, a sheepish look that come on his face, and he, 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 like, looks away from you down at the ground and goes, no whimpering here. Yeah, Albert, strong. Uh, wait, so when he looks away, uh, does that suggest to Russ, uh, that he is lying or that he thinks I am accusing him of whimpering? Uh, he seems embarrassed. Okay. And kind of sheepish. And in his looking way, you notice, uh, that second role. Actually, notice there's, there's, seems to be some, like, uh, even though he's bare-chested, um, fairly well-built and stuff like that, there's some blackness on his sh- back of his shoulders and his arms and feathers attached to him there and a spot down on his leg that also has some blackness with, uh, a little bit of feathers on. And some of his skin seems to be, uh, really red. Like, a, like there's a rash of some sort. It's feathers. Uh, those ain't natural, are they? Albert natural. Pig, pigs. They, pigs good. And he starts petting one of the pigs. Hey, Emily. She's good pig. All right. Yeah, yeah. Emily looks like a, a, a great pig. Um, can I get a little bit closer to Albert to see if he's been tarred and feathered? Or if 
there's something else going on there. I think that's um, what's going on, but I'd like to confirm that. Do it with a persuasion check. Right. Easy there, big fella. Uh, three. Gonna keep that? Throw one Benny at it, see what it gives me. Four. Four, that's a success. Um, so there's like a moment as you come like walking, because to get to get towards to him, you have to walk towards that door that he was pointing at, right? And there's a moment where he like kind of like steps forward and kind of stands tall as he sees you go for the door, but then he realizes you're kind of coming towards him. Um, and he like calms down a little bit. But as you get closer and looking at him, he says, Yeah, you suspect um that he was tarred and feathered. Huh. And right. well, uh and you can make make a healing check. Okay, uh if you do I not can. have healing, that I is not healed. <laughs> uh sure. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. Uh, it's gonna be a, a dirty one. Okay, yeah, I mean you've never seen anybody tarred and feathered or something like that, and you're really not much of a healer or anything, so you don't really quite know other than what seems to be obvious to you that he was tarred and feathered. You have no idea like when it happened or um if it was just these small patches or if it was more encompassing, any of that stuff is you have no idea about. Um, I don't think there's much more we can accomplish right now. So I think... Uh, Get back to catching rats? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's Ruskell's day. Um, Truco, Dana, Torlin? Uh, well, Truco, at least, uh, he will uh, first uh, do the role of his task, which, um, just to clarify, he has rope monkey as well as uh, the cliff walk type of shifter. So uh, we kind of ended up well, with a plus two, the rope monkey representing a plus two in this kind of roles from last session, but I don't know if you want to maintain that or, um, or not. Let me read rope monkey real quick. Yeah, and from what I read, it doesn't mention like a specific uh, bonus to uh, an athletics role in terms of swinging ropes well, or going through. Uh, I'm going to say actually for today, no, because the main sail duties, you're actually mostly today kind of like on the deck, hoisting sails and doing hard oh, work that way. Okay. okay. Um, and, and plus it's also, it's a full day day's activity. So that's also why your cliff, your cliff walker shifting wouldn't help you at all. Right, right, right. Because this is, you know, a good eight hours plus of work. Right, um, right. So yeah, just, so either athletics or boating, your okay. choice. So athletics in this case, I have a minus one for the wound. Uh, luckily, that's a good roll. That's a ten. Yeah. Uh, a nine. On the sorry. On the wild die. Yeah. Um, and, and for my ship action, I will. Um, sorry, I didn't. Also, rhythm, but before I, you yeah. go, just to throw out there, um, from where you're at, this is for all of you. From where you're at in the map, you of course may not see all the tokens of everybody who's on the ship. So uh, you can focus on somebody that you met or know, and if you're going to try and influence somebody or contact somebody, right? Or you could just say, I want to influence somebody, and I could like throw in somebody that you may have met based on your jobs or something like that. That might be a, a good way to like introduce NPCs you may not notice otherwise. Um, right. As a way to get right. to know the whole ship or something. So just okay. throwing that out there. Don't know if that's going to affect you or not. In this case, I just want to use probably the shirk. Shirk, that's how it's pronounced. The shirk action. And um, explore or try to um, uh, notice uh, the quartermaster, the cutthroat grok, right? Yeah. And, and um, try to understand his patterns. Try to try to like uh, look at him and when he leaps 
um, he, when he goes up, up the deck uh, or where he stays all day uh, guarding uh, the, the chests or the all the things that he's guarding. Okay. I'll... Uh... You were yeah. gonna probably do this anyways, right? This was your action for the day. Uh, that was my intention. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, just for the future. Okay. Let me know beforehand because it does impose a minus one to your roll. Um, oh, right. So if okay. if you were gonna do that, just let me know beforehand. Um, okay. Okay. Sorry. Also, by the same token, if you choose to work diligently, it's gonna give you a bonus to the roll. So in those particular cases, let me know beforehand what you intend to do before you roll. Okay. Um, but. That still gives you the success. Um, so yeah, um, make a stealth roll. All right. Stealth. And then follow that uh, by a notice roll. Straight roll? Uh, yeah, other than you wound penalty, which will yeah. be calculated automatically. Minus. That's a seven. And then you say a notice roll, right? Correct. And that is a two. And I will uh, many that. Okay. Just because. That's much better. That is a seven. Seven. Um, just realized backtracking. Uh, Russ, I'm giving you a Benny for your interaction with Albert there. Thank you. Um, what uh, a great character. What a great. Oh, where did you find that token? Uh, <laughs> so you successfully did your stealth roll. You did do enough work. Noticed uh, Master Scourge. So the Riggers, which you're part of Chuko, mm -hmm. uh, Master Scourge directs the Riggers himself, right? So you do a lot of work with, with Master Scourge. Master Scourge seems to be really pissed off with uh, a gnome and a female, a different female dwarf that are also Riggers, right? He's been yelling at them a lot today. So gives you an opportunity, multiple opportunities to kind of like come away and hide away. So, and when you come back into, uh, you know, that first entry into the, uh, where the quartermaster is, um, you didn't get a raise. So what I will tell you is this. So uh, the door to the, the stores that the quartermaster has is actually um, like half a door. And then there's kind of like a graded top part that has an opening. So it's the door is mostly kind of like a barred door that does allow the quartermaster to interact with people outside, right? Um, she seems to be there a lot. Um, you did notice uh, once or twice, uh, once, let's we'll just say once, because um, you're not completely shirking your duties all day, just, just sneaking here some, and there. Yeah, just. sneaking here and there. Um, you also don't do notice that the quartermaster comes uh, right. If you can notice in your token, right in the galley, there's a locked door immediately to your left. So there's a storeroom that the quartermaster comes out sometimes and uh, she unlocked the door. Um, and there's a couple other chests and containers in there that you didn't quite get a great look at before she closed it back up and locked it back up. So clearly there's some additional stores that she has access to or is in charge of uh, that are here in the galley, not also in a room. Um, other than that, you also do notice she actually... Um, after about three o'clock, you see her, she she's like left and shut the door and locked the door to the room. Um, and she's like hanging out in the galley, drinking with fish cuts. All right. That's a, that's a good piece of knowledge. Um, and then give me a bigger check. All right. And I'm going to say, I'll be nice with this since you specifically shirked your duty. You get a plus one on that bigger check because you really weren't working that hard today. Okay. Uh heavy roll but that's with a plus one uh doesn't seem to matter because it's, it's an eight in total yeah yeah i mean you work hard enough to look like you're working but you're, you didn't work very hard today at all um, okay torlin or uh dana i will uh work diligently and take a plus one on my uh 
it's athletics, I believe, for yep. running messages. Yeah. Okay, let's see what we get. Uh, I will just go for a raise. Uh, actually, I don't, uh, I don't know. It's probably too late for that, but I'll remove that. It's. I think you're still listed as distracted. So the roll. Oh yeah, I didn't change it. It's a six and a six still. Well, do you have a plus one in there? I have a plus one I put in. Uh, let's do another. You may need to make a fresh roll since I deleted that status from the card. Make ah, a fresh understood. roll. Get the plus one on there. Athletics. Uh, okay, I'll keep it. That's a six yeah. still. Okay. So three sixes to match your three crit failures. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, you worked diligently, did just fine. Uh, give me a bigger check. Okay. Haven't had any any Gallifars to be the keeper. My luck is taking a turn for the worse. Take off that distractor from your character sheet. That's. I thought you that's, just did it. I took it off of the card for the roll, so oh. it doesn't affect the numbers on the roll. Um, yeah, so you spend the day running messages back and forth. You begin to kind of learn some of the names of some of the officers. Um, you know, there's... Uh, Heck, really, Quarren is a dwarf, seems to be a bit of an artificer. She, uh, She's piloting the ship uh, most of the afternoon, not the whole time. Um, there's uh, a big brood of an orc, not not quite as big as Mr. Lagra, but uh, Rarus Crine is the master gunner. Um, and uh, you also meet that there is Grovis Stormbeard, who uh, spends most of the day in the map room, seems to be some sort of wizard or sorcerer or something you suspect, given his uh, arcanely garb. Too many consonants and not enough vowels. <laughs> um, and Dana? Yeah, um, I'm going to, I'm going to take uh, influence as my as my daytime ship action. Um, okay. Um, Do you want to go to a known target or an unknown target? Um, I would like to go to a known target. You know, um, I'm, if I'm down in the galley managing the cooking all day long, um, of course, we've established that Grok is going to be there. But there's there's all sorts of interesting people who I've met. There's um, there's Sundar. Yeah. Quinn, but- there's Mr. Fancy Pants Gnome. Anyone who's pat So, you know, uh, dealer's choice. Anyone who's passing through the galley who might want a, a drink or a snack or to, touch, or to talk to Fish Guts or to talk to me. Um, I mean, after three o'clock, certainly uh, the most frequent visitor who seems to be staying there is uh, the half-orc Grok. Yeah. Is there is there anyone else who kind of comes through earlier in the day? Um, I'm going to roll randomly. Find out. All right. Uh, Sindara comes in. All right. What's she What's she come down for? You know, I'm uh, here. Set Set the scene for me as I'm there cooking. Um. She comes in to look for fish guts to kind of ask him something um, about something, but finds out that he's uh, incomprehensibly drunk. And she's just like, <sighs> just kind of looks up and starts to turn around to walk away. Oh, she's not even paying attention to me there, okay? Yeah, yeah, because uh, you probably don't notice at the moment. Um, if you actually come in, oh, wrong token. Um, so there's where's, where you eat in the galley, but where you actually cook is kind of hidden away. Um, from those coming in the galley if they're not looking for you specifically. All right. Um, but I'd imagine I'd hear her trying to get something coherent out of fish guts. Yeah. I. All right. So I I call out, what do you need? I'm here in the back. I was just 
supposed to get him something. I thought I was gonna be delivering him something, but uh, once again, he's uh, he's hammered. Yes, that that does seem to be um the natural. actually i'm going to change it real quick it is the gnome is it uh, what <laughs> oh well that's a, a bait and switch it might be but it is for a very specific reason that uh you may find out in time does he have the same goal that sendara was going to have sure oh and and then he start, he hears your voice and you just he just kind of like saunters up to the doors and he goes oh well i would much rather talk to you than talk to old uh drunk face mcfish guts well, How he are you getting seem... off? How are you getting on, Lass? I uh, I take a taste of my stew. How am I getting on? Uh, I don't know. Give me a uh, common knowledge minus two or survival. All right, I'll I'll do the common knowledge. Did that go? Yep, I saw. It. Right. That is a three. That's a three. Uh, Got no. two bennies still. I do. Yeah, let, let's make a good meal. That's a worse meal. That's a zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Last Benny, I'm gonna feed these ingrates. You better not be putting those those portobellas I hate in there. Oh yeah, well, that is still a three. Oh well, I uh, so I I so, taste my stew. <laughs> so so you taste the stew. You're just like ah, uh, because what's really coming coming up for you is uh, this galley is a is a chaotic mess there is it's very small and cramped even though there's a fire still going but there is just stuff everywhere and it is and it, and you yesterday since you were hunting you didn't really get to spend much time in the galley so you didn't help fish cuts and he's now completely drunk and useless so you're like in here trying and you can't find anything you're not sure what's going on but he's clearly not making the food today either so um you're having a real struggle putting anything together uh, I I kind of wince a bit tasting the stew. I mean, it's it's a three. It can't be that awful. And I uh, I look up down at the at the gnome and say, "Well, everyone will be fed." And so, where are you coming from, Lass? I, well, you did want to try and take the influence action on him. Yes. Yes. How, I do. how does that look? What what is it? Uh, um, is there a particular goal of what you're trying to? to get from him or, or do from um i i would imagine that it's somewhat obvious to dana that that this gnome is is perhaps a bit of a lecher and she she'd be fine with within this situation using that to her advantage if she could um so i'd say my goal is to try to try to set this guy up in such a way that if I need a small favor later on, he might be inclined to provide it. Okay, so you're gonna be just lightly chit-chatting with him and uh, sweet talk him a little bit. Yeah, flirt light, with him. lightly chit-chat. You know, um, compl- You know, well, you 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 tried to warn me about the bloody hour, and uh, you, you seem to know a lot about the workings of this ship and her people. Okay, give me uh, give me a persuasion check. I will take my free reroll on that. Um, you still have a you still have the distracted condition on. Oh, so I should have. So that was a that was a five instead of a three. And the stew should oh, be nice. over in that case, huh? That might be the case. I didn't check because I rolled. I for initially rolled a three. Yes, that would have been true. Do I get my bennies back? Because I I would have been quite happy with a five on the stew. Sure. Yeah. All uh, right. I'll give you I'll give you bennies back. So that's a five with uh, Conic Bar. 
still have a free reroll if you want it. Uh, <laughs> that hasn't gone so well tonight, has it? Um, yeah, why not? It's gone just fine for everybody but, but Torlin. <laughs> well, we are we are linked, so I'll throw my lot in with them. Is that another three? Uh, I didn't remove the status because then it would just mess up your roll. So that's still a five. Um, I'll stay with a five. Okay. Um, so uh, you chit chat with him for a little bit. Um, let me find. Um, you learn his name is uh, Kanakbar Torlock Tamran. Uh, he is. He's originally from uh, Zalarga a long time ago. Uh, mm-hmm. He definitely seems to be. Uh, very much a fop and uh, he ends up while you guys are talking he does talk to you a bit about gambling that he likes to gamble with the, with the folks on the ship um, you get the sense uh, he, he takes a liking to you uh, your your thoughts that he's a bit lecherous is probably not far off the mark uh, and uh, you're not clearly sure you're not totally clearly sure because you just got one success but um there, he does mention some things that make you question how much of a sailor he actually is, uh, but you're not totally positive. It's more like kind of like a gut feeling. All right. Um, can I can I ask him a few specific questions? Um, all depends because you did say you were just targeting, just sweet talking him and, and making a connection with him. So uh, if you're going to dive into a bunch of information, I'm going to say no. Um, more just personal information. Sure. Yeah. Well, now if. Uh... If I'm unsuited to a vessel like this, as you as you noted the other evening, if you don't mind my saying so, you seem not entirely fit in with uh, with these other rough folks yourself. What? Oh, you've been from Zalargo, but surely you're not like the rest of of the people on board here. Oh, my dear, no good gnome likes to go after things with brute force. That's not our way. Why, why would I stand up and try and match myself against one of these brutish orcs or uh, such stoic and taciturn dwarves? Then, of course I'm not like them. Then what do you get in return from sailing with Prince Rockface? Uh, are you muted? Yeah. I think the DM uh, temporarily froze there. Um, I see him. Um, oh, there he is. He's writing. I can't hear him. I'm going to try to... Describe what the DM is doing. Ah. All right, that's the new game. I got. Okay, I got audio so. back. Oh, okay. Oh. Ernesto, take over. <laughs> my Bluetooth crapped out there for a moment, so I lost my headset, and my keyboard. Yeah. Um, what was the last thing? Anything after uh, that? Uh, that I that in in light of all this, I'm wondering, uh, what what do you get out of sailing with with the Cloud Reavers? He just kind of winks at you with his one good eye as he, as he kind of turns around and goes, what makes you think I came here under any circumstances different than yours? And he kind of, he starts wandering away. All right. I will, I will return to my modestly successful stew. Um, all right. And uh, so evening comes, bloody hour comes. Uh, Truco is once again told to come to the main mask to take three lashes for laziness. Little did they know just how lazy he really was today. Yeah, I mean, he's probably already tired. Um. Um, So uh, if there's if if you're not going to fight it or anything like that, it's just a simple vigor check plus one. No, definitely not. Uh, 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 Vigor. 
Uh, what did you say? Minus minus one or plus, plus one. one? Plus one. Okay. Plus one. Go. And uh, your initial thought there, Torland, uh, Slippery Sal is called. Uh, that was the female dwarf that went after you guys. Uh, she's given three lashes for laziness. Well, actually, no, she's given six lashes for laziness. Hmm. Uh, she's way late. And um, that's a five on the roll, by the way. Okay, yeah, you uh, you accept your punishment with... Uh, with as much pride as I can. Yeah, which means you still let out some whimpers and whatnot, you know. It wasn't a raise on the roll. Um, so the dwarf that you headbutted, that's Narwhal. He gets six lashes for laziness. Um, interestingly enough, Russ and uh, Dana saved the human from getting three lashes for laziness because um, he was up on deck on time. Uh, Torlin would be interested in looking and, well, you know, do these th- do these characters have a... They like staring Torlin down because he knocked them out, you know? Do they remember any of it? Um, oh, yeah. They're giving you, like, nasty looks. They oh. try and object a little bit to Master Scourge and he just tells them to shut up. Um, uh, one of the orcs... There's one orc that he is, um, he's the one that kind of has a yellow tint to him and yellow eyes. And uh, he's the one that he takes his lashes, doesn't kind of like gives out any hollers or anything. Um, So those three are all given six lashes for laziness. And uh, you've given your grog ration for the evening. Uh, I suspect after now, after the first evening, nobody fights the need to drink their their grog. Yeah. And uh, then evening time comes. Is there any... Uh, nighttime action anybody want to take or actions Torlin uh, will what's what's the one is, is there a perform entertain yeah there's, yeah there's an entertain so is there a point in the ship where um, Torlin can go and see the crew like where they drink grog for instance so at evening time is generally uh, except for one or two people out like uh, on watch or piloting the galleon evening time after your after the bloody hour and everybody gets the grog ration and then their food it's kind of everybody's time and incidentally there's a number of the sailors on here that take more than one uh, issue of grog apparently uh, you can have more you can have more grog if you want uh, but various different kind of groups gather some gather in the galley uh, upstairs which is just for the crew uh, some people gather on the deck of the ship on the main deck and just kind of like hang out in the night kind of all depends it's being winter time it is pretty chilly outside so most people are either hanging out underneath in the weapons deck this time or or in the galley okay uh would i be able to acquire two more tankards of grog absolutely absolutely go down there with you uh, help you carry all the grog down oh well i just got the two of them but you're welcome to accompany me you're not worried i'm up to no good are you Oh, I I think I know what you have up your sleeve, but um, I, I saw how those others looked at you um when they took their lashes, and it's it's best if we're together. Well, suit yourself. Uh, so I'll go up to the galley, and I'm gonna find the two dwarves, assuming they might be sitting together. Uh, and if I see the half orc, well, if Dana's brought another tankard of grog, catching on what the idea is, well, I. Look to Dana. Look, I'm not very, I'm not very sure how this is going to go, but uh, I'm going to try and 
see what sort of temperament these dwarves here have uh, about being bested in combat, if bygones can be bygones or not. Um, speaking of which, could I do some sort of knowledge check on that to, uh, is, is there a cultural... Well, at this point now, I'm wondering more, are you trying to influence these dwarves, or are you intending on doing a performance? Uh, either or, um... It's, it's your action, you make the call, because what I'm hearing here sounds like you're trying to influence... Well, I'm gonna, dwarves, I'm gonna do a performance, performance, but I mean, I might not get to that, uh, if, you know, they attack me first. Uh, well, they see you come up and they just like, they just immediately get up and scowling at you, they just walk away. Uh-huh. What's the matter? You don't want to, to t- have a tanker to the grog and settle old, old feuds, huh? What, one of them turns and spits at you, down towards your feet. It's not like it's a blood feud, except for you. There's a little bit on your forehead after that. <laughs> Easy now, Joel, and you have other ways of, of winning people over. Maybe there's something that you don't understand about the Dwarvish culture. I'm still getting the hang of things with these cloud reavers, but this is the way it's always worked uh, in the past. No, getting well, to know others. You do know dwar- that dwarf clans have feuded for generations. Dwarves do like to hold a grudge. That's very true. Oh, come on, Torland. They'll, they'll either come around or they won't, but for the meantime, why, why don't you give us a song? There's, it's a, a good song? One. You think I sing? <laughs> if we find my harp, then maybe I'll uh, play a tune. But no. Which of you wants to share a drink with the new, the new sailors aboard the ship? Um. So yeah, do you want to influence somebody as your night action? Oh no, I just want to do a. I'll do a performance here. Okay. I'm gonna share a tale. I, I, I'm just asking because I'm wondering, should I go further into this of you trying to make friends with somebody or kind of let maybe any good will happen based on the performance you have? Uh, well, I mean, from what I'm reading in the journal entry, it's from a player facing side of things. It's basically a performance check or a skill check determined by the DM. So I'm going to tell a tale. I mean, you tell me what to roll. Yeah, if you're going to tell a tale, that's entertaining. So only make a performance check. Okay. All right. Uh, here we go. This performance. This. And, uh, I like that sound. That's nice. a 12. Mm-hmm. That's a raise on the D8 for a 12 total. Torland's uh-huh. D8's either ace or get a one. There's no in between. <laughs> so I will pull, pull some... What? So you're telling a story? What? I'm telling a story. What's, what's at least is the general time, uh, the general theme of the story that you're telling? Uh, the story about the Coladrins, or the Coladrin himself. Uh, so what What kind of, what's, you don't need to tell the story, but just what's the kind of general theme oh, I'm going to tell the story. I mean, unless you don't want me to. Oh, we are running short on time, and I want to give everybody a night action, okay. a nighttime action. Okay. I mean, you can, you can get, you can give a little bit, but, uh. Well, I'll tell the story here, and uh, I'll take a sip of, of of the grog, and I'll taste it, and uh, I'll see that there doesn't seem to be any aftertaste of, of roots, and I'll say, well, that's good, because uh, there was once a, a foe, a captain, a rival to Coladrin, that uh, fought him once, and, well, it turned out that... Uh, this captain, on the day of the combat, of the day of the shipboard duel that had been arranged, 
uh, had turned up sick, and it was because of all of the grog that they had been drinking had been brewed with this certain type of root found in Mirror Lake. And while everyone now knows, at least the who's a dwarf, that uh, these roots, you brew grog with them, you're likely to get the bilge rot. And ever since then, us cauldrons have been very careful about our hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so that even worked out even more in your favor than you realize. Let me find out more about that later. Um, who else would like to take a ship action or multiple ship actions? I will take one while I'm down with Torlin, unless someone else wants to wants to go ahead. I'm okay. You can um, go ahead. I'll just go real quick. Tor- Torlin, you're, uh, I mean, you got a crowd of, uh, you know, probably eight or ten of the sailors, crew of the sailors in there, uh, one of the humans, a couple couple dwarves, a couple, you know, some orcs and stuff like that. Uh, your, your story is very well received. Um, they like it. The human in particular, who who seems to have this is a different one than the one that you guys fought. Um, this is a guy who who was very uh, light skinned. It tends to turn crimson a lot, um, and uh, his scowl. Uh, he he's very interested in your story. Um, his scowl lightens up a bit, and um, overall, you seem to make a, a fairly good impact on the sailors that are in and hanging out in the galley tonight. All right. uh, I, I will just add uh, a mini thing, just approaching uh, Torlan uh, as he finishes his story and say, well, I would say that it was a great story and a great fight. Uh, old, old school. Old school. <laughs> I'm kind of finding it, uh, uh, now thinking it through the fight, I have to thank you for at least distracting them and letting me uh, get in a better position. Uh well, uh, I think you're having me at a disadvantage. I didn't really notice what uh, you were doing. Might have had my skull in a barrel or two. I mean, you you have, uh, speaking of skulls, you have quite a strong one, I have to say, that, that finishing move on, on that uh, fellow dwarf. Uh, you have quite a, uh, I don't know, you, this, you seem like a no oak, oak skull to Dorland me. Dorland gives a, a knock on a skull with his fist. Forged from monitor steel. <laughs> That's a great weapon. And I just uh, uh, cheer uh, with a, uh, a tiring hand. Yeah. I just get back to drinking. What's Dana going to do for the evening? Um, I'd like to work some influence again. I I want to try to um, persuade someone to give me five crowns. There is a reason for this. Um, so... Um, okay, who are you going to try and influence? Who's here with us? My token is still trapped in the galley. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to constantly be moving tokens around for stuff like this, which is right. kind of more theater of the mind type stuff. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a number of uh, people in here. Some you know, some you don't know. Okay. Um, some I know, some I don't know. Um, I, I mean, who generally are you, are you going to seek somebody out in particular to try and get, get them to get you five crowns? Well, my, or are you just picking somebody at random? My first thought would either be um, to see if Giffer either has some or can win some for me with his uh, with his gambling habit, um, or the same with uh, Conkabar. Um. So, uh, pick one. Uh, I'm gonna pick Giffer. Okay. So, um, yeah. Assuming I'm finding him drinking, did he enjoy Torlin's story? Um, actually, there's a number of people uh, 
In the galley, they are gambling already. Well, I I don't want to actually gamble, though. I just, um, because I don't have anything to gamble. Um, I just want to try sweet talk someone into giving me five five coppers. I will say, um, as part of this, if you have a reason, because um, I didn't mention it before, because I just kind of decided afterwards, uh, both Torlin and Truco in searching uh, those two bodies, in, in addition to the dagger you found in the Bailey pin, you also, each of you also did, both of them separately had a small hematite, uh, uh, chunk of hematite that's probably worth, um, you know, 10 to 12 galifars. So is there, does it look like there's a lot of money changing hands at this table? How high stakes is the game? Oh, it's not huge high stakes. I mean, this is a pirate ship of people who don't have necessarily a lot of money. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they are betting in, in sovereigns and some galifars. Uh, I, I whisper to Torlin, do you have anything I can play at that table? Well, I hope that you're better at gambling than I am. Uh, I did... Filch this off that uh, that sorry sap that I just sent packing, and oh, don't let this go to, to waste. Honor Anadar would look down upon the loss of hematite. I might not have to gamble. I have a different idea, and I, I take the little gem and I um I walk over to Giffer and I say, "Well, how's he doing? Is he losing? Is he breaking even? How's he um, He's breaking even." I say to him, "Good evening, Giffer. I'll uh." I'll up your stakes a little bit in exchange for a cut of the winnings, if you'd like. Uh, <laughs> Torlin's looking back like, I thought she was going to gamble. <laughs> what? And you accept all the losses? You accept the loss of what you put in? I do. I think I, I think you can make a better go of it than I can. So what are you trying to accomplish here? I'm trying to... Uh, I'm trying to stake to give Giffer a good stake in the game so that he can make me some coin. Um, I'm not particularly concerned with how much coin he gets. Uh, I just want a few coins. So you then are effectively trying to take the gambling action for tonight through somebody else. I suppose so. I mean, that's what I'm hearing. Now, just so you know, uh, most of these here are probably not wild cards, which means they're not rolling a wild die. So even at a penalty, you may potentially have a better likelihood of rolling better than they would. Just oh, from yeah. a mechanics perspective, since you are rolling with a wild die. In that case, um, in that case, maybe I'll, I'll push my luck. I kind of look over and see Giffer's modest haul and say, you know what, on, on the other thought... Why don't you stake me and maybe we can work something else out later. And I okay. put my chunk of hematite in the center of the table. All right. So uh, let me see here how gambling works here. Torlin looks relieved. <laughs> Let's have a loud belch from across the room. So the question is, do you want to cheat? No, Dana doesn't cheat at cards. Okay. Um, so go ahead um, so this is going to be over the course of an hour, right? You're going to make one roll, um, and I'm going to have the others make rolls as well. And uh, we'll see if you how you come out. Okay. What would you like me to roll for that? Uh, gambling. My favorite skill. So if you don't have it, it is an unskilled roll. Yeah, that is exactly what it is, and I'm going to Benny that. She got a two. And I did a little worse. And I have one last Benny to burn. Ooh. Wow, mama. Okay. That's that's Three a raises roll. on that D4. Looks like you got an 11. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Bane is on a hot streak. 
Oh, wait. No, the 11 was for Giffer. Oh, that was for Giffer? Oh. Ah. oh that was Giffer's roll. <laughs> I was wondering why I saw that many Giffers go rolling. Oh, well. Well, that's good. Uh, Maybe Giffer you and I got, can... your, Yeah, your last roll was a one, so your best roll was a two. All right. Well, I'm out of bennies. Um... Huh. Conic Bar is uh, rolls an eleven as well. He's a wild card. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, Corcoran will be sorely displeased to see this money go to these sops. <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, so you do end up losing some of what you put in for the stake. You're given some coins for what you have. Conic mm-hmm. um, Bar and Giffer kind of tie it so to speak making <laughs> making away with most everybody's money at the table um except for a few things as mm. people go out for the evening um conic bar seems to take um he's very apologetic and flirtatious as he's taking your money uh-huh. um, winks at you a couple times you do uh give me a notice roll too actually that's a four or you notice halfway through the evening um that his eye patch is on his other eye all right. All right. Um, you know, and I think at the time where you just kind of like notice this and look over at it, he actually, he just gives you a wink. <laughs> I, I smile and uh, I excuse myself from the table and go to Torlin and uh, press my little hall of coins into his hand and, and look him in the eyes and smile and say, for the keeper, let's see if we can change our fortunes. So, uh, so I was totally Col- thinking that we Col- lost Coran. all our money yeah. there. But no, the keeper would be the, the right uh, sovereign. Well, I couldn't remember if it was keeper Colcoran for your superstition there. So you made money off of that? No, she, she did not. Oh, but I she thought, still I has thought, a, I thought you implied she, they came up with something. You didn't lose all your money. Okay. Is, is all that happened really. So there was some converted into coins. Yeah. And that that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to get some coins for Torlin to give to the keeper. And does anybody else want to take a ship action for the evening? Well, you know, I was uh, I was meaning to convert that into Galifars so I can drop one in the, uh, the ocean every morning. So I guess that uh, <laughs> giving it to you is a shortcut. Uh, is is Torlin scolding me? Is that what's happening? You know, you're gonna have to learn to cheat a little bit if you want to play on an even even field. But I I know that I I should have known better. I just kind of sigh. Yeah, I don't I don't say anything to Torlin in return. I just kind of sigh. I don't sit sit up against him and finish my drink. Uh, I mean, uh, he yes. he knew what to expect. He's happy to give you the money to lose, but. <laughs> Does uh, Truco or Russ plan on taking a ship action tonight? Not tonight. Um, Truco will probably just uh, maybe uh, at some point that was well in the evening he will uh, approach Russ and um, he will probably say, "Hey, hey, uh, Russ, um, I do have uh, new information about this uh, lovely quartermaster uh, that is keeping our things." Uh, I have uh, I kind of uh, deduce his itinerary, well, at least one that he made today that he probably will repeat so we have that in our favor um right. just, just letting yourself just letting you know if you want to partake in any uh in something that might benefit both of us well what exactly do you have in mind i don't know um, uh, just let's say that they have a lot of things down there and if 
may lose a couple of them. Uh, maybe some of our uh, things of our own, they might not notice or they might not um, care. Hopefully. Just be careful. That's what they sent Jake's over for. You remember that now, right? Yeah, I do remember. And, and I have, uh, and just like scratching my back a bit, I have six slashes that prove that uh, this ship is definitely more uh, strict than my previous ones. Um, I would have to, I don't, I don't like to be restrained in such a manner, but uh, yeah, you're right. Um, I guess just having allies is, is, is a good thing right now. I'm not accustomed to them, but uh, they, might, they might come in handy. Listen, just keep your head down, be safe, and we'll all get through this together. I can't promise you that, but uh, <laughs> I'll do my best. All right, that's best you can do. How are you holding up here? Uh, we got quite in a fight. We did. Well, that was more of a tussle, really, but you seem to take a good old lick from it. You doing all right? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a scratch, but nothing that a couple of days and much run can fix. Uh, there is, um, yeah, I wasn't really prepared for close combat. I'm not really good at that, if I'm honest. I'm really good at distance and just getting out of things. That's my uh, specialty. So, uh, maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe go look for Miss Quinn. She was, uh, she seemed to be pretty good with a med kit. Might be able to patch you up a little bit. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, she she healed our friend, or our acquaintance today, uh, Dana, right? She did seem to say that was her name. Okay. Uh, what do you think of this? those two bunch? This, uh, she, she wasn't really uh, in, a, in a win to fight from what I saw. Uh, much on the contrary to his dwarf uh, uh, partner. It's hard to tell anybody, judge them on their fighting skill below decks without weapons that maybe they've been trained in. So, or handled himself is, pretty well. That is true. That is true. Uh, yeah, she, she's pretty confident. I have to say that. I give it that. Um, but yeah, uh, well, I will uh, follow your advice and probably talk to that uh, person. You call? You you say it? what's his her name? Miss Quinn. Sendara. But... Sendara. Sendara. There you go. Um, and I will uh, approach her and I don't know. Try to uh, maybe with a lie or two. Try to say that I just like fall off uh, trying to uh, going up uh, the mast and and. Are you, are you helping him just, out at all, Russ? Or did you go on your own there, Truco? Uh, I mean, I was planning to go on my own, but... Okay. I'll, I'll let Truco okay. go on his own. Okay. So I uh, probably will take the influence action at this point, given the situation. Um. Okay, so, so it, it can be a quick thing, turn, so it's, it's really late, so I don't want to... Yeah. yeah. Uh, give me a deception check. Sure. Uh, with any uh, penalties? Um. No. All right. So that's uh, an ace, Nate. Nice. Uh, you see, um, I just, I you know, just follow my face uh, doing this, the, the work of the day, and, and and I just, I just noticed that yesterday you have some of my friends that got at the ship with me. So maybe if there is a chance, you can help me. She, she's like looking at your, looking at your face and your nose and the damage to your nose and stuff like that, and she's just like. Uh, if you came to me earlier, I could have totally taken care of this. Uh, um, our, our way would have totally allowed me to, uh, to, to bless you and help you. Uh, now, you waited so long. This is going to be quite challenging. Um, uh, wouldn't normally do this, but uh, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. This, 
I don't know, but if this goes if this goes badly for me, I, I'm not going to try this again. The slate, you know. Um, um, I'm aware of it. Uh, food for you to try. All right, she'll give it a try. She is going to have to short this because um, <laughs> you were past the hour. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was now. guessing that's the narrative way of explaining that I passed yeah. the hour. So uh, let's see if this. Uh, oh, that, that's not going to work. Uh, she's okay. got Benny. She'll she'll try Benny. No, that's not working. She'll try. Oh, is it? oh, hey, look at that. Oh, there um, we go. On the edge. Those are four. Um, so you actually see her. What she does is she like, um, you know, on the deck, there there is some buckets of seawater used to kind of scrub the deck and whatnot. Um, so she she grabs some of the seawater. She says some blessing to uh, our way over it. And, you know, she kind of like splashes it on your face, gets you all wet. Uh, the salt in the water really kind of stings, you know, there's ah. quite a bit mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but after saying a prayer to our way, suddenly you kind of, you hear a little crunching in your nose and there's a, there's a sharp bit of pain, but then suddenly just like completely goes away and you can smell normally again. All day your nose, your, your sense of smell have been slightly off, um, but not anymore. She has definitely seemed to... Uh, in this, in this sense, definitely her prayers to the gods really helped you out there. Great, that will do some like just moving my my nose a bit, like just testing it. And uh, oh, that's that's a great relief. Uh, oh, thank you, thank you so much, uh, um, Sandara, right? Sandara Quinn. Sandara Quinn. It's, I will remember this, and I will uh, return the favor at some point. Just remember that Truco owes you. I'm just, I'm here trying to make friends. Uh, you know, you, I think you one certainly make have, one. Yeah, uh, it seems to be on these ships. That's not what you know, but who you know. Um, more friends, the more likely uh, I'm to stay safe. So I'm, I'm just happy to help. That's that is great to hear. Uh, and I have to learn to basically not get damaged anymore. I mean, I, two days in a row that I just got lashes. So. Uh, it's good to have friends, and it's good to be, as uh, a recent friend of mine said, to be careful. It would be, I mean, you really might want to, you know, when the bell rings in the morning, you really got to come up here and... and yeah, yeah, know, time, I, I, I know that. And, and does, I just leave, leave in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> 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 thank you, thank you again, thank you again. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Oh, you were so mean to Corpus in the last campaign. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should give you my adventure card. Um, and with that, we will end uh, this session for tonight's uh, second day aboard the ship. Another eventful day. And uh, we will back here next week. Thank you, everybody who's listening. And uh, I yeah, hope you're enjoying you. our um our lovely pirate campaign aboard the Storm Reaver. I'm Michael. I'm Cameron. Yes, you are. And I'm Ernest. <laughs> and I'm still Ellie. And I'm your Dungeon Master Philip. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So I totally like I have this love interest card here and I totally had intended it. I was like, okay, I'm going to play it on this dwarf. Maybe he'll respect me.
<laughs> or the, the female dwarf. I guess there's a female it could have hey, used it on. But I forgot. I, I have no qual- I have no qualms about uh some male pirate falling in love with you. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll play that. But you didn't use Did you it. You forget so it everything happen. that happened to me last campaign about playing the love interest card for my own uh, attempts to get out of trouble. I mean, once you use that card, it's, it's a thing for life. It's uh, for the whole campaign. But Torlin isn't, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, a terrible to his uh, lovers. Well, aside from his poor wife back in the Murrow Holds, apparently. That was a mutual separation. <laughs> uh-huh. 